I'm Sally Tierney, the owner of Clear Path Forward, an advocacy investigation firm in Virginia. And I love listening to the PI Perspective podcast because Matt interviews so many investigators that bring their unique expertise to the show. I've learned so much from them and look forward to every single episode. Thank you, Matt. The Campbell Group has teamed up with PI Perspectives to offer listeners top-notch, affordable insurance solutions. Private investigators can get insurance for their business for as low as $305 per year. Apply now at piperspectivesinsurance.com and receive a quote back within 24 hours. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is S at SatellitePI.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to PI Perspectives. This week, we wrap up our look at the Osmosis Conference. There's still time left to get your seat and attend in person from October 15th through the 17th. Today we start our show with Ritu Gill. She's based out of Canada and will be teaching about lesser known platforms to do OSINT research. Please welcome Ritu Gill and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome to the next segment of PI Perspectives, the Osmosis Edition. We are making our way through some of the uh, speakers of the conference that's happened in New Orleans next month uh, in October, and uh, we are up to our next guest, somebody who's a, a first-time speaker at Osmosis, but not a first-time attendee. Uh, I want to welcome Ritu Gill to the program. Ritu, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, you're absolutely uh, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, apparently, we may have met in Orlando <laughs> pre-pandemic at uh, Osmosis. Uh, so for folks who don't know you, tell, uh, tell me a little bit about your background and uh, how you got to where you, where you are today. All right. Yeah. So I'm an intelligence analyst, um, open source intelligence analyst, uh, for all intensive purposes. Uh, I've been working for, uh, the government and law enforcement for 16 years. Um, I started my own consulting business in 2016 because I was quite keen on, you know, doing more OSINT. And I was really, really, really interested as soon as I got into it. And I heard about this thing called OSINT. Um, of course, a lot of people do ask, like, where where did I start? Um, you know, really from the ground up. Uh, with, with me, I finished my bachelor's in criminology. And uh, about a month later, I had a job with um, with our local police in records. So mm-hmm. I really did work my way up um, gaining all sorts of experience to get me where I am today. Right. Okay. And you're based out of Canada, right? You're working for the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, right? Yeah. I'm based out of the Vancouver actually. And oh, wow. okay. I, yeah, right now, like currently, so I worked for the RCMP for 12 years. 
Um, I actually work for a different agency now, um, which I've been there for almost almost six years. Um, yeah, so I've been busy. Uh, lots of different experiences working different files and um, really interesting just to see how we can use open source in investigations. Um, right. And seeing that evolve over the years has been really it's been fun and it's been quite interesting to see as well. Right. Right. So I, I think uh, one of the things that people think about with open source is social media platforms. Um, you know, everyone's always going to, to Facebook, Instagram, seeing what's available, uh, what's public and just kind of mining from there. But th there are other sites, there are other ways. There are a lot of uh, unknown or lesser known platforms that can be used for OSINT. And that's, part of the objective of the class that you're teaching. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So what I'll be presenting, uh, I'm excited about that, but the topic is lesser known platforms for OSINT. And uh, that was intentional because I noticed over the years as well, a lot of presentations cover things a lot of people are already aware of, um, which is still really good because we're all at different levels. Mm -hmm. um, and e even for me, like I still learn from presentations about Facebook, there'll be something I didn't know. Right. Um, however, I wanted to be different. <laughs> uh, so I thought let's cover those lesser known platforms because I've also been, you know, involved in files or I've seen examples, uh, through the last few years of those lesser known platforms that a lot of people just don't talk about. Right. Um, so, so typically not Facebook, you know, not Instagram, um, not Twitter. Um, so what I really want people to, you know, wrap their mind around is that there's much more out there than just Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and so on, um, that, Hey, there are other apps that get used in investigations and in OSINT research, um, that is a value. Right. And, and what I'm going to do is give examples of how they've been used. Right. You know, so you start, that's kind of, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I'm saying you start thinking on a global scale too, you know, that, that you're so much more, um, there's so many more options outside the United States and just kind of understanding that their criminals don't just <laughs> reside in the United States. They're, they're all over the place where you, where you got to find them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think really like, it's not even just about, the fact that I'm going to be talking about other platforms, it's um, it, it's just to open people's minds up a little bit that it's not just this small little corner of what, you know, uh, OSINT might encompass. That there's so much more in so many different areas, not just social media, but in everything, right? Um, so I'm I'm quite excited about presenting about that, um, and just to give you a little like sneak peek or an example, um, think of the freedom convoys, right? Um, not sure if you're aware of those, but we had you know some of that happen. Uh, whether it was you know about the anti mandate um, movement, that type of thing, but there may have been apps used, you know, to get that organized to communicate that type of thing. Sure. So that's just one example, um, just sure. to say like, hey, there may have been things used that weren't, you know, exactly Instagram or Facebook. Um, and some people, right. it, it, it's neat to show people because they're like, oh, I wasn't aware of that. Right. Um, and I think it's just the, the, the fact that you can bring that to somebody's attention, especially mm -hmm. someone who's doing OSINT, um, and they get excited about it too. They get excited that, hey, like, 
I didn't know that, you know, this is, this is how it was being used. And I'm like, yeah, neither did I. (laughs) So um, yeah, I think it's kind of a win-win when we can kind of expand um, on OSINT a bit, or, you know, some people use the word SOCMINT for, Mm -hmm. you know, social media intelligence, which is, which is a part of OSINT. Right. Um, Yeah. So definitely those are, those are some of the things that I, I want to want to cover. That's great. It's interesting stuff, you know. Um, and for those folks who don't remember or, or, or know about what you were talking about earlier, this is a with a was a Canada U.S. issue with supplies coming uh, across the border, um, vaccine mandates, and and the whole uh, transportation industry. It was a big mess, uh, but there were protests and things that were um, taking place and and mobilizing and, and things of that nature. And you know, obviously safety first, right? We want to make sure that everybody is, uh, you know, that there's no danger to anybody um, with these things happening. So that, that was a big deal, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So um, it was a, a big deal. So uh, question for you. So these sites, these, these off-brand uh, <laughs> uh, sources that are out there, like, how are you finding these sources? What, what are some of the techniques that you use to, to find like, oh, I didn't know about that one. And now I, now I do. Uh, well, I'm quite involved in the OSINT community, so I end up reading a lot. Uh, you know, I read other people's blogs, I read, you know, what people are posting, and this is on a regular basis, right? Daily, I kind of throw myself in the deep end that way. Um, uh, I would say there's there's a few different ways. So not only you can read a lot and you will come across things, Mm-hmm. And then you'll get curious about those things, those sites, and you'll want to know more. Right. Um, the other side is, and that could be through news media as well, right? Because a lot of this, like, I'm like, hey, this, this is interesting. They just mentioned an app. And maybe they mention it discreetly in a news media article. But I'm like, what is that, you know? Um, two, there are websites that will highlight lesser known platforms. So what I'll do uh, in my presentation as well is like highlight highlight maybe some of those uh, websites that help you find other types of social media out there, sure. right? Because like you said, not everybody's based in North America. So maybe there's other platforms being used in, in different areas, right? Internationally and that type of thing. So um, definitely there's a few different ways. Um Sometimes it could be, I mean, just going back in my mind, uh, you could be scouring something like Facebook, which is, you know, a very commonly known platform, but you hear somebody mention or you see something posted that points right. to another platform. Yeah. They right? say goodbye. I'm out of here. I'm going over to this place where. Yeah. 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 Gonna, yeah. And I'm like, gonna put me on timeout or anything like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, what's that? Yeah. And you get curious and you're like, okay, I'm going to go look at that. And, um, I, I really think with OSINT, you do have to have that curiosity when you are doing your research. Um, and when you're reading things that you're like, Hey, you don't just leave things, you know, you kind of look at something with a different lens and it could be just being curious about like, Hey, what's that? What is that? Is that an app? Okay. Yeah. Is that something that we can use? And then I'm going to explore it. Um, often I tell people, I'm like, they're like, oh, how do you, you know, get into that? And one of the tips is like, I'm like, when you learn something, whoever's teaching you a course, uh, whatever it is, right, uh, a webinar, don't just absorb it and then walk away. 
I always say like, go take that, go to the website and go test it out yourself. Right. I'm like, that's what I do. Cause yep. I can't, I can't ever just be like, Oh yeah, I read about it. That's cool. I don't really, I can't wrap my head around what it is until I'm like, okay, I'm going to maybe download it on my burner phone and uh, set up an account and then be like, okay, Oh, th- this is what it is. Okay. This is how it works. Well, an- another example of that is, you know, you may have an idea of how to use that particular tool that nobody else has, right? It's made for X, but you're like, you know what? You can do Y with this too. I had a, uh, an experience with that um, many years ago uh, with a company called Media Sonar, which did a lot of um, geofencing and things of that nature. And, and they were you know, like, you know, news driven, know what's happening right away. And, and um, you know, you, they were, they were gunning for that angle to, to try and have the safety angle of getting, you know, events uh, that are happening out there, the news out there. But I saw it as if you're setting up a, uh, a perimeter where you're capturing email traffic with keyword searches. You know, we were able to use that for personal injury cases, people that had witnessed like construction site accidents or, you know, um, very serious motor vehicle accidents. And it was a great tool and they had never thought of it like, wow, we could use it that way. Uh, and it was a whole new avenue for them, which was interesting. But, so you, you never know what the, the that tool. So you make a really good point of, of trying it and seeing it, how it's going to work with your investigative technique, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That's really interesting to hear. Um, but exactly that, right? Yeah. Uh, sometimes you don't know how it's something's going to help or, you know, um, and you'll notice that even from my presentation in New Orleans at Osmosis, that's what I'll be talking about, how sure. maybe this, you know, website or app wasn't set up for this specific need. Right. However, it's being used for right. one and, purpose. Right. When the company's like, oh, that's not what it was intended for. <laughs> you know, exactly. Exactly. exactly right. <laughs> um, so another um, good resource, I think, uh, is one of the sponsors, uh, ScopeNow. So ScopeNow does these webinars, usually a month or, or bi-monthly, where they're tackling one of these lesser known platforms out there and teaching you how to do OSINT and, and to use their tool with it, which is fantastic as well. So, you know, that that whole idea of this community supporting one another and getting the word out. I mean, that's where we are these days in, uh, in OSINT. I think it's so great. I think the Osmosis Conference kind of promotes that kind of behavior, which is uh, pretty amazing um, too. So, so we're going to wind down here because uh, I, I don't want to Take all the steam out of your presentation. Um, Ritu, thank you so much for coming on and giving us just a little sneak peek. So as you had mentioned, the conference is in New Orleans. Uh, it's October 15th uh, through the 17th um, in New Orleans at the, the Crown Plaza. You can uh, Google osmosisinstitute.org and uh, just click on the conference button and you'll get uh, tons, uh, tons more info. So Ritu, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us a sneak peek. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Matthew. It was great meeting you and I'm looking forward to meeting you. Specializing in the research of liability for personal injury claims, Pacific Liability Research offers insurance assessments of all applicable liability coverages to help determine what a case is potentially worth. 
Have a case with no insurance policy? Since 2019, the highly trained staff on their insurance discovery team has located over 100 million plus in previously unknown insurance coverage. They offer a full refund for any inaccurate results, and they do not charge for no-hit searches. Additionally, Investigators Toolbox members automatically receive 50% off their first case. Just mention Investigators Toolbox when you fill out your first order. More information can be found at PacificLiability.com. Contact them today and discover the immediate impact that Pacific Liability Research can provide. I want to talk to everybody today about ScopeNow.com. ScopeNow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information, I think is one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know having that relationship you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out, and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. Scopenow.com. Let's jump into our next segment. Dallas Knight has a great teaching on investigative workflow. Dallas served our country and now leads the customer success team at Blue Light. She's had a great balance of military, law enforcement, and private industry experience. Please welcome Dallas Knight back to the program. And welcome everyone to this segment of PI Perspectives, the Osmosis 23 edition. Uh, today we got a newbie, somebody who's a, who's a first timer to the Osmosis conference, but I'm really excited um, to hear her talk and just learn a little more about her. Dallas Knight, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for jumping on and being a part of this and giving us a uh, a sneak peek of what you're going to talk about. We're just going to give a little snippet, just a little uh, 
uh, dive into what you're talking about and, um, you know, give folks an idea of what they can expect. But before we do that, tell me a little bit about your background, how you got into the business. Well, I started my career at 17 in the Army, and after six years in a combat tour, I transitioned into the civilian space as an intel analyst at the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, exclusively assigned to the Nevada HIDA under the DEA. And so I worked narcotic investigations for about a decade, and then I was recruited out by IBM into corporate America and eventually found my place here with Blue Light and have been with corporate for about nine and a half years now. Oh, wow. Where's the Blue Light based out of? It's headquartered in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And if you understood our our top ranking uh, staff, you would understand why. They're all a bunch of retired old Green Berets. So it, it makes sense that they're out of there. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service and uh, doing your part uh, in supporting the country. Uh, we, we can't thank our veterans enough, especially on this program. Uh, so thank you for uh, for doing that. Um, and as I mentioned before, this is your first osmosis, so you're kind of a, a newbie. Are you nervous at all? No, I'm not nervous. So osmosis came to my attention through my volunteer work with school games. Mm -hmm. and meeting Cynthia and getting involved from an OSINT side. I had always had access to a tremendous amount of sensitive data and being involved with school games shed a whole nother light on being able to dig up intel and support investigations from a non-sensitive standpoint and only being able to leverage OSINT data. Yeah, it's an amazing thing what Jeff does with, with the team over there. Um, we can't say again enough <laughs> things about school games and and what uh, what they do. Um, it's great. They sent me a bunch of T-shirts. One of them a little too small for me. So like now I got my twelve year old uh, <laughs> rocking the skull game shirt. Um, we have plenty. Make sure you ask for another. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. You know, so uh, it's a great logo. It's a great shirt. Um, and, and a great uh, a great thing they're doing. So let's talk a little bit about what you're going to be talking about. Um, so the title of your track is Understanding and Addressing Key Challenges in the Investigative Workflow. So yeah. tell me a little bit about that. So as I've kind of alluded through my career over the last 20 years, I feel like I have this unique perspective where I've worked on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. I've was an intelligence analyst and even a military police officer. So understanding the law enforcement realm, but the last nine and a half years has been in corporate America being exposed to the vast technologies that are out there to help and the seeing the evolution of the rise in the amount of OSINT data that's being leveraged in investigations. So being able to see kind of both sides of the house, I also recognize that there were key terms or um, questions that weren't being asked or known to be questions when you're looking at, from an organizational standpoint, what would help in the investigative process, what you should be leveraging, what's best for you. Um, A lot of times vendors come in and they show all the bells and whistles and they blow you away, right? And the next thing you know, your organization is writing a big fat check and you're only using like 5% of that. Right. So I just, I want to get wheels turning in. This will apply to everything from, you know, baby analysts coming in to seasoned veteran analysts who've been working, you know, 20 years and just 
have them start asking themselves some internal questions as well as their organization so that they can better understand what products and what delivery methods and what methodologies might be best for them. Yeah, I think methodology is the key word there, right? Because th- those those bells and whistles, that uh, that 5% of, <laughs> of those neat things that we're able to do, they're always changing. You know, somebody's always coming out with something that's better uh, or, or even the same company, you know, they've got new versions of of software that that that's coming out um you know i do a lot of business with scope now they're one of the the um, sponsors here and just seeing how they i think they're up to like their fourth version of things and like i i, I tapped out on on what I, on what i know personally how to do on that stuff my team does that stuff i'm not really doing too much of that anymore so it's like uh you know building the the better tomato out there for everybody yeah. it's very very interesting what are some of the challenges that you think people coming out of like military service going into corporate america uh, you, you had mentioned that transition but what are some of the the challenges you think that they face um when when starting off and going into into the private field well in the military and even in law enforcement i feel like that transition was fairly easy for me because it's very similar in nature where chain of command is is respected there's a sense of seniority and loyalty that still exists right. um even if you don't like someone right you still have their back type of scenario mm-hmm. and going into corporate america i noticed that that uh diminished a lot and <laughs> that's it was, a it was i it was eye-opening um sad but an awakening moment for me where i realized that i had to have my own back and I needed to do what was best for me at the end of the day. I found myself leaning on other individuals that had similar backgrounds as me and surrounding myself with them. And, and um, one of the biggest things that helped me get through those challenges was having a mentor or multiple mentors yep. outside of the military and law enforcement realm. Ones that had been successful that I had done some you know research or been exposed to and realized that they had succeeded in places that I wanted to, and I allowed myself to learn from them and Absolutely. then grow. Yeah, that's great. It's a great point. Um, you know, people don't realize how important that structure is. As somebody like I've never served in the military, right? But I have people that work for me that have, you know, and one of the things that consistently that comes back to me is like they appreciate how organized I am and how much structure I have. And and that was one of the problems that that they had coming out of service, going to work for corporate America was that like, there weren't as much, there wasn't as much structure as there was when they were in the military. I'm not saying I'm running like a militaristic business, but we do have structures and and things that are in place. And that comfort level appreciation is something that's been articulated to me more than once, you know, and it's, uh, I think it's a real thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about when you, well, when I joined the military, I was 17 and I did it for numerous reasons. And a lot of people get things out of the military that they didn't necessarily have growing up in their home, um, organization, planning, um, loyalty, respect, like things that are taught at a foundational level in the army for me that I a hundred percent needed, didn't really even understand that I needed as badly as I did at 17, 18 years old, and then being deployed at 19 and realizing that the people to my left or right, whether I had issues with them or not, they have my back. So having an understanding of what that true loyalty means is both refreshing, but also can be a Debbie Downer at times because you realize the whole world hasn't been exposed to that. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, organization and structure is definitely established in that realm. And it gives you a sense of security because you are understanding what is to come. And if that doesn't come, you have a plan B, C, D, E in place to be flexible and to maneuver. When everything's just kind of thrown up in the air and there isn't any type of structure, you feel uneasy. And so that's um, that's a, a lot of what I felt when I made the move into corporate America. But I just I had to kind of implement those types of um, boundaries for myself. Sure, and it's getting back to the methodology, right? Getting back 100%. to that part of the yeah. equation. Um, you know, you touched on something earlier that I thought was really important. You know, finding a mentor, like it was really, really a, a, a big deal. Like in any line of business that you do, whether you're doing OSINT or your business owner or, or anything like that, you cannot give enough importance to that ability to find somebody that maybe just a little bit ahead of you or really further ahead of you. And you know, you're asking those questions: How did you get here? What does your day look like? you know, how do you handle this? Like just having that ability to bounce that off of one another, like people don't really realize how important that is. Uh, and it's really a game changer in a level of, of success. If you're serious about what you're doing, either at an ownership level or even at a research level, you know, somebody who's more advanced, like you really glean things off of people who, who like to help. Like they're just like you and me, they're doing the same thing and, and they're there to help you. Right. It's so important and it's so valuable. I have so many mentors. I have a mentor for every aspect of my life. I have mom mentors. I have, I ride horses. (laughs) I have horse riding mentors. I have business and mentors. I have all kinds of mentors. And I encourage you in whatever endeavor you're seeking to find someone who's already been there, done that. Why reinvent the wheel when someone has already laid the path before you and has learned valuable lessons that they can share with you? There's always going to be someone out there that wants to help and share, as you mentioned. Like That is part of why I'm doing the osmosis, because I've learned a lot in the last 20 years, and I want to share that with the community. 100%. So Dallas, if if, um, people that attend your teaching, if they were to walk away with one thing, what would you want that that most important thing to be? Knowledge, because knowledge is power and the knowledge to be able to understand what questions they need to ask in order to find the methodologies, the tools, and the people that are best fit for them in their mission. Yeah. And geez, I can unpack another 20 minutes of talking about that stuff, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to leave them suspended on their seats. Um, so it's the Osmosis Conference. It's October 15th through the 17th at the Crown Plaza in the French Quarter, New Orleans. Uh, be there or be square. Um, Dallas, thank you so much for coming on and just giving us a little taste of uh, what you're going to be talking about. And uh, I definitely look forward to meeting you in person. You're so welcome. And I look forward to it as well. Thank you. Great, great. Everybody sit tight. We'll have another segment when we come right back. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. 
So we are talking about Crosstrax. Crosstrax is a sponsor for uh, Investigators Toolbox and PI Perspectives. We've got Steve Mason here. Steve's been a, uh, a longtime client of Crosstrax. Tell me the benefits of uh, case management. For me, it's basically being able to keep track of every single thing that's going on with the case, whether it's notes, documents, sending or receiving new case information you know clients can create custom logins securing the data from a business perspective it's just it's really the easiest way to maintain your data to access your data anywhere I mean, you can be on vacation and pull up a case note remotely securely even just tracking how many cases you've worked for a certain client how much money you build them i mean it's there's so many tools that i just i really don't know how you can get by without a a case management system like Crosstracks. Yeah, definitely. And they are SOC 2 certified, which is important when you're working with insurance companies and, and protecting information that's uh, readily available there. If you're looking to take your investigative company to the next level, you got to be organized. And the only way you're going to be organized is using a case management system. And for me, hands down, Crosstracks is the one to go with. So again, they are a sponsor of uh, PI Perspectives and part of Investigators Toolbox. You receive discounts for using their services through, uh, through both those platforms. So check it out today and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Are you a member of NCISS? Do you know what this great organization does? The National Council of Investigation and Security Services was formed in 1975 to keep a watchful eye on legislation that affects our industry. Now more than ever, there are data privacy and DMV issues popping up all over the country. Consider joining and supporting this much-needed watchdog for our industry. Learn more at NCISS.org. back with the last segment of the week. Amber Schroeder returns and this year she's teaching another track at Osmosis. This year she's teaching about the expectations of data. Amber's been a guest several times and always has amazing content. Let's end our Osmosis 23 segment strong and welcome Amber Schroeder. And welcome everyone to the next segment of PI Perspectives, the Osmosis edition. We are reaching back into our bag of tricks and uh, having a uh, an old time guest, someone who was like, I got to say, maybe of the first five, you were a part of it. And we actually recorded. I, know, I felt like it was in the OG. Yeah, you are OG. Because <laughs> I think we recorded at Osmosis in 2019. It was like actually in person. Um, so folks, this is Amber Schroeder. Um, just an amazing person. Welcome back to the program. So happy to be back. Yeah. So we were chatting before we uh turn the recorder on and and you, you got this every other uh year thing going with osmosis where you're teaching a track or you're uh, another part of the program and this year you're you're back to teaching and yep. uh, it's always a blessing here so expectations <laughs> of data osint and digital forensics that is what your topic is tell me a little bit about it so I think it's one of those that I'm like bringing like a different type of nerd into the event because there are OSINT nerds and I'm a deeper OSINT nerd. So I'm trying to bring in those little pieces of data that come from both of those sources right. because it's changing. All of our data is like mushing together and becoming this kaleidoscope of where you've got to find it now. And right. the term open is very different than it used to be. Sure. So have to make the adjustments. And I think doing a training on it is a great way for everyone to kind of get a different perspective on it. Okay. So yeah, the, the objectives here, redefining the open side of digital investigations to match multiple data sources, uh, yeah, data sources. To get a different, different look at it, different look at, at cloud. It. 
right. looking at uh, smartphones, of course, all of those things um, all come together. Right. Data sources associated with social media capture, uh, OSINT versus digital forensics, um, and then creating a combined technique workflow to capture the optimal amount of data. Um, so, yeah, that's a lot to cover. It's a lot to talk about. <laughs> I think it's like 90 minutes or something. Oh, yeah, I was so going to say, how long are you talking for? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's fast. It's going to be a quick thing. But one of the things that I decided to do um, is to give everyone a lab after the conference. So you do these sessions and the, the learning sessions that are a little longer mm-hmm. and everyone gets all excited on it. And there's always that retention after because you leave osmosis. And you're like, my brain is full. Oh God. I've learned so much yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yes. So after the conference, I have um, software and labs that people can work with. So they can kind of work for that absorption level beyond oh, the great. surface, just overwhelm. So I've got that as part of the class that I'm doing. Yeah, look at this. The value of your OSIN ticket just keeps going on. Uh, up and there and up, we go. Uh, yeah, attending osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> We've just added more value, but but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more and there's more and there's all these bonus things. But right. I do think it's a big part of the learning. I know that I leave osmosis. I always learn something new and I'm like, okay, I need to go and apply that technique to what I'm doing. Right. And I think that's what made me design this class this way is because it's like, oh, now you're helping me apply that technique because you go back to work and you're like, I'm overwhelmed with what I have to catch up with. And then all this stuff I learned. And that's always the worst part is trying to practically apply it all. Yeah. And even the the benefit of, of being able to um, um, virtually go back and reconsume the, the classes too, through the, uh, through the platform here. Uh, on I love that. Yes. Yeah. Great as well. Um, Some of us are slower learners like myself, so I go watch it a couple times. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I think you you brought up a good point, right? You leave osmosis and your head is spinning because it literally is so much content packed in just a few days um, in order to unpack and really absorb it. Sometimes you do need to reconsume and go back and say, oh, yeah, okay, right. I remember that now, right? Yeah, I think it's the trick of the adult learner because on top of that, you also meet so many new people and you're like, wow, so I have to remember all these people. I have to remember all the stuff I learned and then do something with it. That's always the goal for anyone going to a conference is that they actually can do something with the materials that they learn. And that doesn't always happen. So I think this will be a good technique change. It's definitely, uh, definitely true. And that's, uh, that's very generous of you. Very, uh, very cool. I got um, to be a fake person for like three months. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I brought my sock puppet alive. She's still alive too. Nice. And, you know, it's always great when you get a fish on Tinder to generate data. And it was very interesting. So. Right. Right. <laughs> yep, so travel you, through you, around. You had mentioned earlier that things are changing so quickly and everything's getting moshed together. Like what have you seen trend-wise uh, in the past year, and I'm not talking about AI because that's you know. For yeah. Oh my goodness, has it been so done to death? I yes, think AI yes. has been done to death. Let's talk about um, something else. <laughs> yes, I will not talk about AI. So I think the big thing that changed is uh, some of our privacy regulations that happened here in the United States that really matched what was going on globally mm-hmm. uh, has really impacted our data. So I always look at OSINT and part of OSINT is also the consent. You're usually working with clients that they want to share their information with you. They want to give you 
give you as much access as possible. And that privacy level and some of the compliance information is really valuable in any type of investigation. I think it's valuable in OSINT. I think it's valuable in DFER. But together, you put all of that and you're like, man, I'm seeing a full scope where before I was looking for little teeny breadcrumbs, I now can see what was really creating this, what was happening. And I think sure. people just don't realize it. Um, I definitely, for my fake person as well as me, um, I pull my compliance data associated with all of our social media, all of our other accounts, even some of our, um, I have like silly IoT accounts like my ring mm -hmm. that I can pull that information and I know exactly where I sit for my yeah. personal security and for an investigation too. Do you still have the teddy bear? Oh, I do. He's awesome. not in here right now. I do have, <laughs> so I have a couple other IoT things in here, but yes, I do. I do. Awesome. It's a new office, so I'm trying to get the digs together. Uh, there you go. There you go. It, it, it is sometimes exhausting trying to keep up with all the changes. It's um, very hard. Yeah. Um, I have I have a fresh car dashboard over here that you can't see in my camera that I'm working on some of the infotainment data because that's a lot of that is then once you join it, now you're part of that vehicle forever. Yeah. So that's a good note for renting cars. Yeah. And um, you know, last year we were talking about the like the gamer uh, mm -hmm. communities, right? I think that's what your focus was, if I remember correctly. Yep. No, uh, uh, my middle child has, uh, he is on his way to becoming a tier one gaming, uh, player in Valorant. And yeah. he has been very insightful to give kind of a different generational perspective. That's what I, another thing I always like to do mm -hmm. that has changed the way you look at OSINT is how generations look at their data. Sure. And he's, he's a very strong Gen Zer, <laughs> So a little bit of a <laughs> hipster. <laughs> yeah, he was representing a little bit of a hipster, cares about his data privacy, cares about what the man is thinking about it or the they are thinking about it, all those different things. And it's been interesting to learn about his community and where he's generating data that sure. no one ever thinks of. We're yeah. old. That's what happened. We got old. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But, you know, mama needs a, a new pair of shoes or a new something. So uh, God bless them. <laughs> keep keep doing what you're doing. Tier one and above. <laughs> Shoot for the stars, kid. <laughs> nope. It's like, take your break from college. This is your dream. Follow your dream. I'm going to yeah. support it. Oh, good for you. That's, uh, that's parenting 101. <laughs> bless you. Um, Watched a lot of streaming on YouTube with them. And I'm like, huh, who would have thought that this was a real thing? Yeah, there you go. It's like we learn something new every day. Um, Indeed. So what what are you hoping that folks pull away from your your chat? Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of topics here, a lot of content. Um, you know, if there was one thing they could pull away with, what what would you want that to be? To look at a larger scope of data, to not just look at what I'm going to pull through my traditional OSINT techniques, but go that extra step to maybe pull kind of in that gray area in between OSINT and digital forensics. Um, and really digital forensics is just capturing data from individual accessible devices, but also looking at cloud. Um, I think that is an impactful data source that everyone is using. We just don't talk about it because right. it's just now there. It's just part of our lives. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So um, we don't want to take away too much from, uh, from the presentation. So be there or be square. <laughs> the, October 15th through the 17th. Um, in New Orleans, which is an amazing city at the Crown Plaza. Um, you can go to osmosisinstitute.org, just click on the conference uh, button. And uh, if you want to know more about Amber, um, Paraben is her company. Uh, Amber's been a big supporter. Um, 
of uh, this this industry and just making sure folks have the tools that they need to do things. So go check out her company as well. Amber, thank you so much for uh, just uh, the quick check-in. And, and I'll uh, have to bring beads to class or something. So like, yeah, go dude. with the NOLA theme. There you go. Right. They could just start throwing them at people. If they Throw them out down. for answering a question or something. <laughs> I can do that. That makes it themed. Absolutely. I think you should bring your son, son along and just let him just start firing beads <laughs> off at people to fall asleep. <laughs> oh. Be like, wake up, wake up. You've got this. Exactly. Be careful. The hipster streamers coming for you. Yep. Exactly. Uh, he, he's going to hit that tier one. And then it's going to be a problem. <laughs> so, Hey, I'm thrilled if he makes it. I support no, that's it. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So, all right, uh, we're, we're uh, devolving here very quickly. So, thank you. Uh, and <laughs> absolutely, uh, I, I can't wait. I'll to see you all in New Orleans. Yeah, see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks to all our guests these past few weeks who have taken the time to tell us about their trainings at the Osmosis Conference. There's still time to join Matt and everyone live in New Orleans. Make sure you visit osmosisinstitute.org. Two box members can also save $100 when they sign up for Osmosis. Details are in the discounts and benefits sections on the site. We also want to thank Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring the show. Remember to tell them you listen to save $50 when you apply for insurance. And thanks to Osmosis sponsor Scope Now for sponsoring this program. Additional thanks to our sponsor, Pacific Liability Research and PI Institute for Education for sponsoring our podcast. And don't forget about the investigatorstoolbox.com. You can type in version 2.0, 25% to save 50 bucks when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, just email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we will be back next week with a brand new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.